they were the new owners of this hardware store and they were like oh yeah we've got this whole attic of stuff up there they let cooper climb up this rickety (laughs) wooden ladder and he's in this attic going through boxes that were taped up in the 70s what's up everybody you're listening to episode eight of canned heat on this show we highlight folks that are creating something new in the vintage clothing space I'm Michael Slater, a content creator and vintage reseller based in North Texas. Today on the pod, Thrifted Fuego. Cooper and Paul are a father-son vintage business that began just down the road from me in Arlington, Texas. Cooper recently started school near Austin, which is more than a three-hour drive from here, so they invited me over to their house while Cooper was home for Easter break to record this conversation. We talk about their relationship as father and son, what it's been like for Cooper to reestablish the brand after his move, and their wildest stories digging for vintage clothes together. This really is a great episode, so without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so I believe I first met you guys at 817 Vintage Hype, and I remember thinking that it was so cool that y'all run this business together as father and son. So who got who into this? Uh, definitely me, for sure. Yeah. Obviously, he's you know older, older than me, for sure. And Just, just a little. <laughs> he, had, <laughs> he, he had been to all the concerts, all the Pink Floyd, Metallica, whatever. So I guess finding out that I could do something that, you know, that was a part of his life was pretty cool and I could teach him about it or whatever. I thought that was like really cool that I could, you know, teach him rather than him teaching (laughs) me about something. Yeah, that's awesome. So Paul, you were into music growing up. Oh yeah. Um, Was in, you know, being a drummer in high school, of course listened to rush and was actually my first concert back in like 1985 uh but let's go back to how the whole thrifted fuego thing sure kind of happened uh cooper was very busy in band in high school and stuff and he actually came in the living room one night he was we realized that he was busy pretty much every day except like wednesday and sunday with school and um said what do you guys think about me thrifting and we were like thrifting (laughs) we're like whatever so next thing we know his entire bedroom is just full full (laughs) of clothes yeah and you know we we got it got to a point where we ended up moving it from his bedroom to the shop that we have had rented for several years we keep a couple of our volkswagen cars Gotcha, Actually, gotcha. what really started it was we went to the uh, Goodwill like near our house and I found this tennis racket and I, you know, randomly looked it up on eBay and there was sold listings for like 200 bucks. Oh, that's awesome. And it was like five bucks or something. Yeah. And I, I grabbed it and I bought it and sold it like in two days for 250 or 200 bucks. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, like yeah. it was that easy, you know? That was cool. That's kind of that pivotal yeah. moment where you realize yeah, like, exactly. there's, there's money here being left on the table, you know, in mm-hmm. the thrifts. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I had to find some sort of 
avenue besides you know tennis rackets or whatever so i guess i just started i don't even remember how i came up with it though i think i just i don't even remember what yeah and and i remember you know when your kid comes to you and says hey i want to thrift and you think back to high school about having to work you know go to a job actually go to a job and clock in and you have to work for an entire week so yeah. you can make 80 dollars or whatever and cooper did his first show at the shop down there and just a few hours made like a thousand dollars right and we go what yeah. the hell how There's did money that in t-shirts how or did whatever. that happen yeah i remember actually being at y'all's warehouse one day and like i remember you guys talking about like cooper not having a job like not needing to get a job because he, <laughs> like as long as you keep this up you know you, you can kind of yeah. avoid having a job and i was just thinking like man i like i wish i would have found this earlier like i yeah. could have avoided working at chick-fil-a when i was in high school <laughs> yeah, you know absolutely <laughs> if anything though my mom she definitely it took her a, a lo- longer than my dad to to uh figure out that i didn't really need a job or i did need a job i eventually will need a job but yeah it took her it definitely took her longer to be like wow like you're making good money doing this you know you don't really need to have that you know right basic high school job and, it, took, it took her a while for sure yeah and, and as parents our concern was always when you're just out picking and selling and you're you have really no no one that you're answering to you're not learning you know those values of being at work on time and clocking in on time right and yeah you're yeah. not learning that work ethic and stuff and that was so that was always a concern for you know for cooper to you know actually be able to be a responsible you know employee to somebody else yeah yeah well i'm sure too it um it works well when you have uh, a young person that's driven and kind of has that (laughs) that entrepreneurial spirit to (laughs) sell because i thrifted in high school but it was really just for myself and i didn't really have that like mindset of like oh i can (laughs) i could start making money here it's just like oh i want to buy a cool t-shirt or cool video game or something and so i think it does kind of take a special kid that kind of um can see see the see the money and and how to how to get it yeah (laughs) absolutely I wasn't even wearing vintage when I started, like no. for the first probably year, I didn't even care about wearing it. And I was selling like new age, like Adidas t-shirts, yeah, like Nike, t- like new age. I didn't know. I had zero lick of an idea about really any vintage. It was kind of just selling the high school kids with that wanted Adidas shirts for 10 bucks or, you know, yeah. stuff that they can get at nike outlet for 50 when i was selling it for like 15 10 bucks you know sure it wasn't even about vintage when i started it it was kind of just thrifting whatever yeah, and he and i remember cooper's big thing when he was in high school was he wanted to be able to sell a product to kids that could actually afford it you know for a 10 or 15 dollar shirt and still have that feeling of fitting in feel as, cool instead of their parents having to go and drop you know 50 or 75 dollars on a on a Nike shirt. And, yeah. that, and that was always kind of his business model was wanting kids to be able to buy a few pieces of clothing for what like one shirt would normally cost. Yeah. 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 That makes total sense to me. And yeah. it's cool that you were kind of able to find that niche, that, that niche yeah. market. Um, <laughs> Cause I know a lot of people that are 
beyond high school that are trying to sell. They're like, how can I, how can I get in with yeah. the, with the younger kids? But you kind of had that in cause you were one of them. Yeah. So well, and his dad uh, being a teacher at a high school didn't hurt. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, well, Cooper had a lot of followers from Northside high school for sure. So what has it been for you guys to kind of, um, connect and kind of have this shared bond over vintage? We've always had like a pretty strong connection, but once we had something, cause we've always fished together, which is not the same thing, but when you, when you have something that you like together, yeah, it makes it better. You know what I mean? So to find something that we can both do and it's so cool, you know, being across the thrift store and seeing him be like, Oh my God, I just found this, whatever it was, you know, that's, that was the best part is us seeing our, each other's reactions to getting something that, yeah. you know, you can't find anywhere Cause else. We would, it was always a competition to see who, all right, <laughs> I won. I won today. Always. You need to just put your stuff back. Cause yeah. what I found, I just win. I just automatically win. Yeah. Um, but you know, going back to, you know, we've, we've chased fish all over the United States and you know, fish, you have to go where fish are. Thrifting is not like that. Yeah. You can go anywhere and uh-huh. find vintage t-shirts. So like Cooper said, we've always had, you know, a really strong connection, um, always doing things together and thrifting together was just one more thing that we got to add to the, yeah, to the father son stuff, to the pile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. So talking a little bit about thrifting, I feel like you guys have always had like a ton of stuff. <laughs> oh my! God. I feel like y'all have had more than most people yeah, um, on hand sure. at any given moment. So well, you can't be the goat if you don't have the most. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, there it sure, is. Sure, sure. There it is. <laughs> um, how do you guys do it? How do you find so much stuff? Uh, we you are go out addicted. every day. <laughs> We're addicted. You you drive down the road and you see a pile of clothes on the side of the road and you go through them. Oh, yeah. You probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding, Laurie. We don't um, do that. No, but I don't know. We just we, we go a lot. We and go, we you know we, we, we spend Sorry, we spend a lot of time, especially in the summertime because you know being a teacher I have the summers off and then right. until Cooper went off to college. You know, we would just get up and we'd just hit all the spots and yeah. we'd find some spots that nobody knew about. And we would, you know, we would hit them as we could. And we went every single day at one point. We're just, we just got up and did it because you're sitting at home. You're not going to find anything. That's a guarantee. So, you, yeah. you know, you have to get out and you have to get out and do it. I think that's good advice because like the thrifts are more crowded than they've ever been. And it's really easy for me at least to kind of wallow and just kind of feel like, Oh man, like everyone's getting everything, but it's like, uh, like you said, you're not going to get anything if you just sit at home. So as difficult as it is and as many challenges as there might be, um, you, like you said, you just have to do it. (laughs) You just have to get out there and, um, yeah. Yeah. Cause we remember Cooper and I were talking about it, uh, a lot, you know, three years ago, you go to Salvation Army or somewhere and you 30 find t-shirts. 30 t-shirts and they would all be good t-shirts. Yeah. It wasn't you weren't going over and and you know picking through shirts and hanging some back. I mean, you found 30 solid shirts that well, you would be able to sell. I wouldn't say that because in 2017, 2018, 
we just learned about single stitch. You know, mm-hmm. we were like, "That's okay." We got. And we it. just grabbed everyone. We grabbed every single <laughs> yeah. single stitch. Like it doesn't matter what was on it. Family reunion. Yeah, tees like family reunion. Like yeah, just, just whatever. Stupid. That's why we have so many blanks. Yeah, because we just picked everything. Yeah, well, it's kind of both and because over time uh, things get harder to find, but mm-hmm. your your taste also changes. Gets more, yeah, changes and gets a little more specific, and yeah. then you start leaving things behind that you may have picked up before oh, for sure so your supply might go down over time but like i guess you can kind of you can kind of rest assured that your quality is kind of going up and you're Definitely, <laughs> you're yeah. curating it a little bit more yeah and it, you know it's funny that you say that because i remember when we when we very first got started within just a you know like the first few months i didn't know what you know like cooper was saying a second ago you don't really know what you're looking for and i didn't know what cooper was looking for you know the direction that thrifted fuego to go and i'll never forget it i we were i was going through you know hundreds of shirts or whatever (laughs) and i came across a wu-tang shirt oh my god oh wow with uh you know with with the the common yellow you know wu-tang logo with a tag and i was thinking oh yeah i don't think those high school kids would buy wu-tang and i just kept on <laughs> that's funny. going and now you know they're 800 900 for a wu-tang t-shirt Guess t-shirts so. all day you pass them up yeah we and i remember <laughs> one time we came across like 10 what were those jerseys that we came across there were like 10 different and they were all just right along with each other and we were like, nah, they were, you know, they were four ninety nine. Hey, let's oh, yeah. just, we'll just leave those. And then yeah. you, you look back and you go, God, that was a thousand dollars worth of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, everybody has those things that kind of stick out in your mind that yeah. you passed on and you wish you wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, so many too. Yeah, yeah, we went every single day, so it's like we we would pass up everything, you know. Yeah. And you know, we didn't know to go to the ladies section either, like. Until, right. until <laughs> you're giving out the secret sauce, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, there's yeah. nothing in the ladies' section, <laughs> just blouses or the kids, or there's the nothing kids in section. the kids' yeah. section. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this question is kind of for each of y'all. So, I'll start with Cooper. What What is your favorite item to find? Well, personally, I really like true vintage, like that's my especially 70s stuff. 70s stuff is my jam. So it's obviously always nice to find an XL true to size 70s true vintage whatever it is or you know some orange tabs that actually fit or or something like that. But I mean I have a, I have everything. I have a lot of things that I like to find though. Yeah. Obviously like finding graphic tees, but that's that's an easy answer. That's an easy go to. I love finding New Balances 990s at the thrift. My favorite shoe ever made. The best <laughs> shoe ever made. But yeah, I love finding true vintage because that's how you know, like you, no one else has gone, has been there because it's that, that's so old. Yeah. Like surely, even if someone doesn't know that nineties is cool, like (laughs) they'll know that seventies, they can recognize that as being old Exactly, at least. Yeah, Yeah. That's a good point. For sure. Paul, what about you? That's really tough. I think probably where we together where we'll come across some clothes in the wild like where we know nobody's been uh 
and one comes to mind where we we came across a really good find up in Arkansas uh, a couple years ago where it was in a it was an original hardware store in an unknown town. Uh, we're not going to name it. <laughs> Undisclosed location. Undisclosed location. And we, the the husband and wife really took a liking to Cooper. I mean, like within six hours, they're telling Cooper, oh, we just love you. They <laughs> exchange so cool. phone numbers. You know, a, a bucket of corn. <laughs> when, when Cooper went off to college, I mean, uh, the he guy, called he called him and checked in on him a couple of times. And. So they they were the new owners of this hardware store, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we've got this whole attic of stuff up there that's been up there from the seventies, since wow. the seventies, since the seventies, and it was the it was it was the original clothing of the people that owned the warehouse of the hardware store. When they oh moved, wow, I'm pretty sure. And uh, of course they they passed on or whatever. So this couple you know buys the hardware store and then. They let Cooper climb up this rickety <laughs> wooden ladder, and he's in this attic going through boxes that were taped up in the seventies. Oh, in the box, the cardboard box, the, the cardboard floral. boxes with the floral prints, and Cooper's throwing down Fair Fawcett t-shirts and thirty-eight wow. special and be- original bell-bottom pants, seventies cardigans. And we loaded the car up, and then the the gentleman who I'm also not going to give his name just in case. <laughs> He uh, says, "You boys, be sure and grab a case of corn on your yeah. way out." So on the trailer, <laughs> he he's got a trailer outside, and he oh, loads corn. us up with corn and <laughs> little, little Debbie snacks, cakes <laughs> to get back to Arlington on. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's you know it's it is harder to find stuff at the thrift stores, but when you are out and you meet somebody that you've never met, and you're somewhere where you've never been, and you come across you know a hundred pieces of vintage clothing that's what gets you through it that that is that that's been the probably the most fun for sure that's awesome yeah Yeah. finding pieces like that it's always so much better when there's a story to it you know and there's like a person behind the the garment (laughs) there's a personal connection there story yeah i get so much more excited about stuff that might even be considered like mid-grade but it like came from somebody that i got to know through the business um yeah for sure that's that's just way better (laughs) yeah but mids feeds the kids yeah that's right yeah (laughs) and then and then i've got one more other really awesome story that that was it was in the same area also will not be disclosed saw this old bearded dude on a lawnmower a riding lawnmower outside of this shop with a gun on his hip um and it was a motorcycle shop and i pulled i said cooper we need to see if he's got any harley tees and he was like yeah let's pull in there so i pulled in rolled the window down i said hey you got any uh harley t-shirts just the scariest looking guy and he's like yeah come on let's come on in i'll show you wow (laughs) and we walked into the shop and the heartless shop had been there since the 70s and the inside of it is you know motorcycle parts and yeah leather everywhere and all kinds of bumper stickers and just i mean it was your typical really cool old harley shop and this guy just really opened up and you know turned out to be a really cool guy and he said yeah i think there's some old shirts over there and there was this round rack and it turned there out was two round racks yeah two that's right two round racks and it turned out that this this woman 
her husband. husband had died and he had a bunch of dead stock Harley single stitch t-shirts and she was giving them to the Harley, the motorcycle shop to see if he could sell them. Oh, wow. Dead so stock too. Just with the tags. I mean, all single <laughs> stitch. So we went, you know, we went through them. We should have grabbed all of them. Though. We should have grabbed all of them, but we went through them and we just got, got like twenty something. Yeah, got the something. got the big prints and you know gave him the money and gave him maybe a little bit extra to help her. But yeah, yeah. I mean, just it's it's just I always say uh, trout don't live in ugly places, and that's kind of how thrifting has been with us. I mean, <laughs> we just everywhere you go, you know, you just have to reach out. You have to talk to people and find it the hard way. Yeah, well, that's a great word because. Yeah. Um, if you go to the thrift store every day, you'll probably find stuff, but you could find even more by, um, you know, <laughs> just talking to walking people. up to people and talking to them. And yeah. it's, it's kind of slept on that whole, <laughs> that whole method of like for sure knocking on doors. Yeah. And like you said, yelling out the window at somebody who you see yeah. riding mm-hmm. by or whatever. <laughs> yeah. People want to work, but they don't, they don't want to work like that. And yeah. I've always said, I've always told Cooper the way the way we're going to find this stuff is we've got to do we have to do it the way other people aren't doing it exactly and that's yeah. just get out and you know do it we've found so many different ways of doing it that no one else is doing and, and mm-hmm. we don't get on instagram and tell people those ways either. <laughs> yeah that's that's wise for sure <laughs> um okay so switching gears a little bit uh what are what do y'all hope to do with the thrifted fuego uh, brand in the future? I don't know. I've been thinking about this lately because of college that's, and stuff. That's, a hard, that's one of the hardest questions that you could have asked. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I know it's kind of an interesting time for you guys right now. And just to be clear, um, Cooper, you're currently at school in San Marcos, and um, you've kind of started to really establish yourself down there and, and um, do the events. So, uh, why don't you kind of start by telling us what that, what that's been like to kind of reestablish your brand in a new town? Yeah. Um, it definitely, I was way harder than I was expecting because going down there, you didn't know, you don't know anyone, you know, I don't know anyone in the game or whatever. Yeah. So that's cause you are the game. Cooper. Yeah, I am. The game. <laughs> you are the game. So I got down there and basically I just started DMing like every shop in Austin a lot of shops, a lot of just, you know, people that I would, I'd, I've known from Austin, especially Stitches Vintage. I, I DM him because he's such a cool guy. I thought, yeah, he, he's you know. a good dude. Um, so I would DM them and ask him about, you know, monthly or biweekly, whatever, just, you know, events to find out, you know, where the people are so I can meet them, just develop some friends or whatever. And, uh, just because I had to, I had to, I didn't have a customer base at all in Austin. Right. Which, and that's the hardest thing because when you have to ship things or whatever, shipping is not a big, big deal, but it's just different because when someone wants something, they just come down to the shop. Yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't be there, you know? So, but getting back to that question, um, I eventually found a uh, spot called Guad Vintage Market in Austin on Guadalupe. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, it's every Sunday, 12 to six, but I, uh, I did that and I developed a small customer base and made some friends around there, especially my guy, David, 
uh, he goes to school with me. We met in the parking lot at, at Texas State because <laughs> cool. I was take, I was taking pictures of my inventory, and he pulled up at his Mustang. He goes, "Hey, you sell vintage?" And you know, we just started talking. He's he's one of my really good sick. friends. Shout out to him. He's a great guy too. We got to meet him. Yeah, awesome. but um, yeah, I, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, it, it definitely does. So here's another one for each of you, and I'll start with Paul. Uh, what is something that most people don't know about you? I am a chef by trade. I spent the majority of my life in restaurants and then uh, owning a few restaurants here in Arlington. Uh, Then went and got alternative certification and am now a high school teacher in Northside and and Fort Worth and teach culinary arts. It's awesome. Yeah. Shout out pops. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Cooper, what about you? Um, I guess something people don't know about me is my age. Because, yeah. you know, when I meet people, they always think that I'm way older than I uh-huh. am. And I don't really understand why still, but freshman in college. It's because um, you're such a pro, man. People just assume that you, <laughs> you've you had uh, decades in the business. It's because it's, it's they of think him. we're brothers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I really like volunteering. Um, that's another thing people don't really know about me. Shout out to the birthday party project. Yeah. Thanks. Here are kind of the more uh, quick fire questions that just deal with the uh, ins and outs of reselling. So um, what is your favorite piece that you've ever sold? And either of you can take this one. What about you, Dan? I have one, but uh, probably the dead stock uh, Lithuania piece that we found that we turned over. I was going to say that too. Probably the Grateful Dead LL Rain. Yeah. Oh, was, yeah. yeah. I love that sure. one. My brother is a big deadhead, and he always talks about oh, yeah, that shirt. He, and yours specifically, he's like, I know they've got that L O raid, yeah, but yeah. he wasn't like ready to pay up for it. But yeah. he, he loves that shirt. I've got he messaged one, me. I've got one right now for $150. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine would probably be this. Uh, I sold it recently, actually. This 70s cardigan. It was like a mint with army green that we got in Arkansas, actually, on that one trip. Cool. Um, I sold it on Depop, which I wish I didn't. I kind of regretting selling it, but it was just yeah, it was just seventies like almost perfect condition cardigan, and it's, you know it's hard to find true vintage that's in perfect condition, you know. But yeah, it was this really nice green tone. It was it was pretty sick. Let's talk about your death pile. <laughs> what does that look like for you guys? Honestly, it just changes because that sounds weird, but. You know, I hate having clutter, really, with, yeah. when it comes to vintage. And I, when when the shop would get all messy, I hated it. So I, I'd have to clean it up for me to even like being there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, back in San Marcos, it's it's horrible because I have to use my whole back of my car, uh-huh. you know, put everything in there. But I have a storage unit now that I it, it's so small, I can barely fit everything <laughs> in it. So, I mean, when it comes to death pile, I, it just it just changes like all the time. Yeah. And I, I just can't have a death pile really. Yeah. Well, you guys, I feel like you've always been good about doing big sales and fill a bag oh, sales and sure. stuff. Yeah. 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 That, free. that really helps clear stuff. Free, stuff, yeah, free, yeah. free sales. I remember we had, we had the $5 pile and then it turned, turned into, into a $1 pile. pile and then it turned into come get all these t-shirts. You can yeah. them for free. Yeah. I, I feel like most people don't like people that don't do it don't realize how much 
of a storage like you're really in the storage business a lot a lot of times yeah that's well and you know that's the thing i mean you know if you when you look at a five dollar pile i mean the majority of those shirts that you know that were there were a dollar yeah or 50 cents or you bought a bundle of clothes and you know you sell the good pieces off and hopefully you make some money on them and then everything turns into the dollar pile you're not losing money. No. It's not like the dollar pile is comprised of fifty dollar t shirts. Right, you know? right. There were fifty cents, a dollar, you know, or at a at an estate sale or at a garage sale, and they end up in the dollar pile. Yeah, you, know, you get you make your money back. Yeah, exactly. What is your current ISO? Oh man, I could talk about this forever. Um, definitely a men in black wrap tee for sure. You passed on that one two weeks ago. It was only four grand. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> there was one on eBay for like oh, five thousand dollars. <laughs> we were we were on a live and Cooper types in men in black rap tea and like this guy this goes and he goes, Oh yeah, I got Oh that yeah, here it is right here and we're going, Oh god, it's only four grand. <laughs> it was two grand, actually. Was it just two? Yeah. Oh, it was only, only two. two. Oh, yeah. only two. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or 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 a mohair cardigan. Cool, yeah the cobain style exactly <laughs> what about you then you already know what grateful dead san francisco t-shirt oh, yeah. oh nice nice that's it my brother had one and i'm i think he sold it and he man if he did he absolutely regrets it yeah <laughs> but they're just so valuable it's like yeah. i yeah if i'm not wearing this all the time i hate to hold on to it you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's the one i'm looking for yeah and i try to get i the my personal collection i always try to get stuff that like means a lot to me you know? right like i have a cars t-shirt from the opening day of, of the cars movie that's and cool. like that is my cream of the crop <laughs> i always try to get t-shirts that like i can explain why i have this you know yeah what I mean? that's cool yeah yeah do you guys i think i know the answer to this but um would you rather thrift in person or snipe online <laughs> Yes. No. <laughs> what? In person? Both. Both. <laughs> Both. He likes sniping. Said. I like in person. In per- in person is, yeah, in person is the best way. But, you know, when uh, when the Rona came through. Yeah. And you weren't, Dude, uh, you weren't able to do that. You kind of forced to. You're lives like, were oh, like. Yeah. Let's hit these lives. And then yeah. just buy like f- 500 bucks worth <laughs> of t-shirts on the line yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Paul, I always see you on the lives, and I see you in the Facebook groups, <laughs> yep. finding the steals. Oh, yep. man. Always it, searching. It works, man. <laughs> yeah. Yep, it does. That's cool. What is uh, y'all's biggest pet peeve? And this can be for vintage or just anything that's bothering you in general. <laughs> um, mine in vintage is, oh, God, the, the thrifters on Instagram that try to act like they're famous, you know. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, dude, you're selling a T-shirt. Yeah. A T-shirt, man. It's not like you're a huge megastar. It's like, and even if you have 10,000 followers, like that's that's a lot. But, bro, answer your DMs, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said, we're just, we're selling uh, dead people's uh, exactly. old, old uh, dirty rags. So exactly. <laughs> there's you know? nothing really to get a big head about. But Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's, you? It's funny that you say that because... You know, you when you're when you're picking and you're thrifting and you're selling, you you aren't really thinking about that. And I and I will never forget Cooper's mom 
like brought us down to earth at one point just saying <laughs> you're selling old t-shirts you're just selling old clothes and humble you go, thyselves <laughs> you go yeah that's exactly right yeah yeah it's but just, i love it <laughs> it's just an old clothes but my i think my i have two pet peeves one of them is stop telling everybody <laughs> where you're finding this stuff that's an unpopular opinion <laughs> stop doing it just quit saying look what i found at the estate sales look what i found at the garage sale just stop but the thing is i've, I've had a different I've had a I've had a turnaround about that because at the end of the day it's it's not private information. It's like thrift stores a thrift store, a state sales and a state sale. You can tell people where you're going, whatever. But stop being like, Hey, this is how I do it. This is how everyone else does it. Yeah. This is when you should go. This is where you should go. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. That's when it pisses me off, but you know, when people are just like, hey, like I found this at the bins, well, whatever, you know. Yeah, I try to find a balance personally because to your point, like you can Google, like the bins aren't a big no, secret. No. <laughs> like you can Google how to get to the bins. It's not that big of a deal. But I, I get frustrated with like posting in the thrift store <laughs> before oh, yeah. you even leave the thrift store or like. I see people that say like, Hey, does anybody want me to grab this off the rack for them? And I'm like, seriously, I'm like, look, <laughs> I get what you're trying to do, but it's like, if you can't even buy it and take it home and a $2 t-shirt and, and risk the couple dollars that it's going to cost to sustain your business, like exactly. maybe you shouldn't be doing it, you know? And then I see, I don't know if y'all saw the guy with the, all the coogees. He took all the pictures of the coogees on the racks and then like Seconds later, a Goodwill employee came out and was like, hey, these actually aren't for sale. She realized that he was taking the pictures and was to, like... To sell, yeah. Yeah, and, and so she was like, these aren't for sale. I These were put out here by mistake, and she took them away from it. Yeah, I mean... And then he went on Instagram to complain about... When it turns into that, <laughs> just like, don't do it. Yeah, you know, so it, then that's a very good point in my mind of like, just don't post in the thrift exactly. store. Like, just yeah. take it home and launder it and take a nice photo of it. Like, yeah. And you then, don't need to post for the clout of like, I found this on the racks. Yeah. Especially if the risk is that the employees could catch on to yeah. what's valuable or at very worst yeah. in that situation, take the stuff away from you. Like yeah. if there's a chance of that happening, no thrift store post is worth that in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. You're taking pictures of this in the thrift store and you're not going to expect them to be like, oh, we probably shouldn't put this out. We should probably make our own Goodwill store to sell vintage. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, no. not, it's not Goodwill that's doing that. It's you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's a fine line between helping people out and like, you know, showing some of the process because I think it is interesting to people. No, yeah. To definitely. know like how you find stuff. It doesn't just come out of thin air. And, and people know that. But I think it's a line between showing that and then also like not just ruining it for everybody by exactly. giving out too much information or you know letting thrift stores catch on to what's going on yeah so how can people connect with you guys online well you can go to my instagram it's at thrifted fuego or i have my depop in my bio i have like literally 20 followers or something like that i've been trying to post more on depop you know just to try to have a different avenue of selling you know it's not so boring just going on sundays or whatever to try to sell so do you guys have any final thoughts or words of wisdom for us i'm sure you got some dad yes i'd like i would like to mention cooper's mom who has been 
with you know through this process the whole time uh we've because cooper and i we you know we've spent a lot of time <laughs> away from home on the weekends and we just in arkansas and you know all over the place and she has just let it happen also if you are a parent listening to this and your kid comes to you and they have an idea let them do it let them figure it out be a part of it um because you'll only have this time with your uh with your kid this one you know at that one at that one moment so yeah let them let them follow it let them make mistakes and just be there for your kids yeah. and um it, it, you'll remember for the rest of your life and so will they yeah <laughs> paul thank you as a new parent yeah absolutely. i'm taking notes over here <laughs> yeah. Yeah. awesome well i really appreciate you guys uh inviting me over and, yeah, and being willing to have yeah. the conversation um, yeah it's cool it's been fun thanks so, so much for having us on i really yeah, appreciate thank it thank you what a great yeah, idea we love you slater yeah we sure do <laughs> i love you guys thanks hey thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed my conversation with thrifted fuego Real quick, I had an idea for a future episode that involves you, the listener. Instead of featuring a special guest, my wife Erin and I would sit down and talk in a bit of a looser format. We could play some bonus content, answer your questions from Instagram, and let you tell us your craziest thrifting stories. If this sounds like something that you would like to participate in, please visit our Instagram accounts, at Slater Thrifts, at Wayback Kids, and at Canned Heat Pod. There, you will find a question box where you can ask us anything, as well as a link to fill out a form about your craziest thrifting story. It should only take a few minutes to complete. I think this idea could go really well if we get enough responses, so please consider helping us out. As always, please subscribe wherever you listen and rate and review us if you like what you've heard. Well, that's another episode down. Don't forget to wash cold and hang dry.